Sugar cuts and sick cakes. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Hanson Spencer, and Mad. Now, check this out. We're going to go over Ozzy Osbourne's album, Ordinary Man. And, uh... Highly anticipated, yet coming out of nowhere at the same time. Yeah, like, if you were an Ozzy fan, you knew it was coming. If you weren't really an Ozzy fan, it was like, ooh. And then, I think a lot of it was a lot of good promo from... Shockingly enough, the Post Malone album. Well, when yeah, he did that feature on Post Malone's album, people were like, "Oh my God, he's making music again! Is he is he actually going to make music again?" Yeah, and he did. And he did uh, because the it, it it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. No, no it's not I, Ozzy Osbourne. Like I don't think this is uh, one of his best albums as a cohesive unit, but it has yeah. some of his best songs. Some of his best songs, knowing the history of Ozzy specifically. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll I'll buy that. But I just you can't beat some of the great songs in the early '80s and mid '80s. Like those are like so classic, like super classic. Like this this builds more on Ozzy's legend of himself and who he is as an artist than it does make more Ozzy songs. It is right, more no, but like Ozzy talking about making Ozzy's music. Yeah, know? this is like this is like Ozzy talking about himself. Um, Which, considering about, his Parkinson's diagnosis, is very, very apt. You know. Right. I just, uh, you know, like he's like in his what early seventies. Oh, eighties. Oh, he's in his eighties now. Yeah, he's old man. Oh, so here's the thing that I that so I I I was. Glad to hear it, the album. I was glad that it came came out. But the thing is, is like, you can actually tarnish a, a, a legacy. You can actually tarnish a reputation. You can, easily. And, and I'm just afraid that, like, new Aussie listeners are going to listen to this and just ne- and then never listen to them again because it's not what I expected out of an Aussie album. That's where I'm at with it. Like... To me, like, I look at something like, if you're going to make an album, you because every time I, I go to make an album, I try to make it better than the last, I guess, yeah. and, and, and not only that, but I want it to be timeless, and to where you can listen to all of my music and it be timeless, and that's, Ozzy's done a great job of that, and that's why he t- stopped. For so long because he stopped making that timeless stuff. Well, his his previous album was a decade ago. Yeah. So, it to me it it makes sense for a decade. Then you want to kind of reflect on okay, what what did I do for all those years? Right. So that's why some of my favorites are on here, and some of them I don't understand why they're on here at all. Right. Um, yeah. So, like I think the album opener, Straight to Hell, is a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. No, it it is because uh, it tries to be an amped Ozzy like experience, but it's not the album you're gonna get. It's not the style it's going for. Right. So, so they threw that filler on. Yep. I call those fillers. So it was a filler. And so what I think they did when they did this is because re- usual Ozzy listeners aren't in. You know, they won't just buy single songs. Yeah. They'll buy the whole album, 
And then when you and then they'll play it straight through. Yeah. And then when they listen to Straight to Hell, they're gonna get amped up because they're gonna think it's a 1980s Ozzy. And in then you're like after that song goes into All My Life, you're like, wait, what? Right, right, right. So yeah, so like that Straight to Hell is a closer, not an opener. Right. And and I also think I also think this with the, with this album, I think that. Except for a couple of songs, a couple of the songs, I think a lot of the songs were recorded years and years and years ago, you know, like and then updated. 10 to 20 years ago, and then they finally, you know, they just wanted to put out more music. Yeah. So I think that, I think that you happened can, a lot. You can tell which ones carry, like the, like I was saying, the one, I, I said my, my top three on this album our ordinary man probably number one yeah just because that reflects who ozzy is and what he's done just perfectly and also yeah. ozzy and elton john singing together what else did you want out of life yeah that was the one feature what and uh that's slash on the guitar for that song really is it yeah. i see i didn't look at any of the credits to be honest with you i that to you yep you know me i'm i'm that guy um, yeah, I'll listen to the music you listen to and dig into the credits. Yep. Ordinary Man and the way it leads into Under the Graveyard is perfect. Those two yeah. songs together are the best features on this album. Like, No, in my opinion, they're the two best songs on the album. Just period. Uh, Under the Graveyard, uh, it's where the new producer comes in, a guy who produces mostly pop stuff. But he also works for Post Malone, Andrew Watt. Okay. And he is the li- he's the link between uh, Post and Ozzy, and right there is he's he's produced this album and some stuff for for Post, and you can tell under the graveyard is when he starts doing his his guitar solo right. work, and you hear that okay, this guy is an actual hard rock guy. He didn't just do crap for. Future and Avicii, right. you know he right, right, right. he's done actual hard rock before. Yeah, and you can tell, you can tell that. It, I mean, because we, I think, I think if you listen back, we had talked about him when we did the poster review. Yeah, and uh, you're like, this dude couldn't do rock. Like we both said, like, it's, it's just he does the new age rock stuff, right? And then he pulls this off, so it proves that he could do it anything. He just. He just needs the correct incentive. Right. Um, yeah, and, which obviously will give you that incentive. And, yeah, when you're told, yeah, you can uh, you can produce an Aussie album, that is incentive. If I've oh, ever, yeah, absolutely. If I've ever heard it. Uh, I don't, after, after that, I'd say Take What You Want is the third best on there. Uh, yeah. I like it because the way it, me- it meshes together... The weak link is Travis Scott, but just because he's odd on it? I like Scott's albums, but it just feels weird. I only like Travis Scott's shoes. See, I think I just like... He is one of those people that has a good skill of putting together the right people around him. Yeah. That's his major skill. I mean, because Astro World and Sicko Mode are both great. Okay, so Sicko Mode was great. And it was great because of Drake. I'm just saying. Well, but he knew to put Drake there to counteract 
him doing the like for sicko mode because let's face it if anybody else would have done those exact that exact tone for sicko mode it wouldn't have worked right that's what i think he's more of a composer type than uh you know he's good at taking people and going okay you're gonna make this work here rather than a guy who can just come at come all through at once right it's a skill it's just not as impressive right I don't think he's a top MC by any means. No, no. I mean, I know your 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 level of hip hop knowledge. He's not even close. No. He he wouldn't even hold some of the guys you listen to, jockstrap. Yeah, but like I don't even his track selection. But anyway, let's uh let's go back to Ozzy. All right. Uh, I wanted to say, scary little green men was interesting. Yeah, that I mean, was. Uh, where the fuck did that come out of? That was definitely drug culture stuff. Like that's one when you said this sounds like something that was like kept in pro- production for years. It feels like that's one of them where he was like high on DMT one night and he wrote yeah. this. And yeah. He's been waiting for years to figure out how to make it a reality. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's also and for some reason Tom Morello plays on it. <laughs> from Rage Against the Machine and Audio yeah. Slave. Like, there's a lot, like, uh, Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers does most percussion on this album. Uh, Duff McKagan of both Velvet Revolver and uh, Guns N' Roses also did most of the bass work. So, like, this has Supergroup all over it. Right. But it's weird to me it's the guitar work in the one song that has... The guy I never thought I'd hear a rock album <laughs> come out of is the best. It's kind of strange. Right. So, like I said, I think I think part of it is, um, like, I think a lot of the, like, the people who were on the album were on the album years ago, like, when they were actually really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or, I mean, I don't say, rock rock stars usually don't lose their their awesomeness, but they just lose their popularity. Yeah, they don't lose their skills by any means. Yeah, they just lose popularity. So I think that a lot of these songs were made when all these guys were popular. Mm-hmm. And they just never put it out because it wasn't what was good at the moment. Yeah. And then now they found a moment to where it was good and it would work and they put it out. Is that fair? Do you do you, do you hear that too? I do in a lot of it. I In the lesser songs. Like in... Like I said, in all my life, in Goodbye, in Scary Little Greenman, I totally hear that this came out. These were written years ago, and they've been trying to make them come to life. Right. Uh, Holy for Tonight probably is the, the best one that feels kind of that way for me. Yeah. In the less, lesser tier. Like, this this album has a tier list going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and most albums do, right? They do. They, so part of the problem with making albums is you had to cater to all audiences. Yeah. So that's 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 how this is tiered out to me. Like for instance, we were talking about Straight to Hell out it should have been a closer instead of an opener. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, if you look in Ozzy's history, he always started out hard out the gate. Yeah. Always. Every single one. So I think I think they did that for the uh purist. The not not realizing because the album was going to be different, they need to treat it differently. Right, because they were trying to be purists to the Ozzy purists. Yeah, which 
I have to say the strangest song on this entire record is It's a Raid. The one with Post Malone, the, the hardcore one. It is a strange song. It makes me kind of just want a Post Malone hardcore album. Okay, chances are he'll probably end up doing it. I hope he does, because I I like him with the high energy. I think that's what this has really shown me, is he can do better with high energy than people give him credit for. So I'm... I'm worried about Post Malone, but that's a whole different conversation. Look, we're always worried about our our favorite stars and their dependency issues. Is this the music industry? Okay. I mean, but look, Ozzy made it. Sort of. From from notorious drug abuse. It was notorious. He he didn't even hide it. He made it with quote unquote making it, though. Like, like he didn't die. He didn't die. And he should have. Oh, he's probably crazy. numerous nights. The entire video for Under the Graveyard just shows you exactly why he should be dead. Yeah. That entire uh-huh. video is that. Uh, I just think it's interesting that the feature with Post Malone, the actual full-on hardcore song, he, Post Malone pulls it off better than Ozzy on it, and it's because Post Malone can do angry better. He doesn't have to be melodic. I think right. He's like, I'm right out of cigarettes. Fuck. Right, Ozzie, exactly. Ozzy can't do that. Right. That's not who he is. Ozzy is the voice of hell telling you what to do. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Post, Post is more personable. Right. But the one thing about the hardcore song that Post Malone did, if you look at his um, body of work up to this point, it hasn't really been that way. Now, granted, all of the... Like, like I call them breakup songs. Uh-huh. All the breakup songs that he's done, like, I guess if he, he did it in a nice way on his other bodies of work, where he could go another route and be a complete dick about it. And then that would prove that, you know, then that would be your hardcore, right? Yeah, well, here, here, it's, sometimes he needs to feel free enough to be unabashedly a dick. Right. Because sometimes people are dicks. Yeah. I, I was a couple days ago, but that's a different story. But that's 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 and one I'm not part a, of his, that's one part of his I'm personality. A, he feel I think he's afraid to show people. Just because because, Post, of the Im, because of the image that he's built up to this point. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, Posty, he's cool. It's like, yeah, everyone can be cool and everyone can be a dick. Right. That's humanity. Right. That's facts. Yes. Like, do you think all your favorite people act like good people all the time? Hell no. No. Most of them are assholes most of the time. Right. <laughs> because that's the human condition. But uh, also, the idea of Post Malone in a bunker, like, w- having guns and running out of cigarettes sounds just, just about right for him. <laughs> yeah. And then, especially with... <laughs> So, have you seen some of the new tattoos that that dude's gotten? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, hey, but you know what? He he gives a new level of appreciation in nerd culture. He does. Like, think about it, dude. Like, think about that. Like, <clears throat> people are like, oh, my God, Post Malone's into this, 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 and this. Yeah. Like, so cool. And that's that'll get him, like, nerd fans. 
nerdier fans. Well, and talking about like me, talking about Travis Scott, who literally put a concert on in fucking Fortnite. Weird as shit. Well, so Fortnite approached him about that, which is it's still weird as shit. He's got his own character. I know. Now, he's got his own Jordan shoe, and his music sucks. Uh, I, I'm willing to give him more leeway when sometimes I listen to the even worse album spectrum that you can go on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess. I heard the what? duet that uh, that fucking Chris Brown and fucking Young Thug put out the other day. Yeah, I'm willing to give Travis Scott all the leeway in the world to never have to listen to that again. You know, so have you so have you seen the uh, the the duet that Chris Brown and Little Dicky did called no. Freaky Friday? Oh, I hate that so much. So I know, but it's a, what a great concept, though. Oh, it's a great concept, and then you start realizing, wait, he's talking about all this stuff like he did those things in the past. When that song came out, he was still doing those things. Right. And yeah, he like Chris Brown is just a piece of shit. He's yeah. an uncancelable piece of shit. We can't stop yeah. it. <laughs> We've been trying for years. Also, the whole Asian cookie thing has really made that uh, movie a uh, timepiece. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. And the Kendall Jenner part is where my brain just went, "Okay, this is bad." Why? Well, that you could tell that little Dicky wanted to put that in there. He did. Little Dicky has a very disturbing sense of humor sometimes. Did you watch it? Did you see his show on FX, Dave? I didn't like it. I like humor when it's offensive, and I feel something coming from it that's like we're doing this on purpose, and we know it's wrong. I don't know if little Dicky knows what he's doing is wrong. I watch Eric Andre. Eric Andre is fully aware he's Eric Andre and what he's doing is messed up. Yeah. Little, like, little Dickie's actually Jewish. Like, I know. So what Eric, are you doing? is crazy. But I Eric, love it. Eric, Eric Andre is actually also Jewish. Yes. So, on a scale of one to ten, where do you put the Ozzy album, bro? Uh, Ozzy album, I, I think I'm going to put this at, like... A seven just for the singles off of it are worth it. If this would have came out as an EP about just simply with Ordinary Man, Under the Graveyard, uh, Take What You Want, and Holy for Night, just those four songs, just an EP, as a sort of swan song to his career while you know he goes into gets treatment for Parkinson's, it would have been perfect. You would have gave it a tap. What? You would have gave it a 10 with just those four songs. Uh, 10 for an EP, yes. If it was an... Because an EP and an LP have different rating systems to me. Yeah, yeah, so Four, right, four, so four right. perfect songs on a very short project are different than four perfect songs on a, like, long project and the rest of it. Yeah. And it, it's still none of this on here is garbage enough to make me upset about my purchase whatsoever. You know? Yeah, like none of it was none of it was offensive. Like, like I like I can't believe it. But I gave it a six. Like it, it's a six for me. Um, but that was because like I grew up around Aussie heads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my best friend's parents were like 
they're probably still stuck in the 80s but they were ozzy heads like all we listened to was ozzy acdc yep. all that kind of crazy shit in uh, all the hair bands and that's all we listened to that was it and then you went to my house and then like we got to listen to like hip-hop and r&b and classic like my house was diverse as heck but theirs it was straight out of the 80s playbook yep and so i also want to give him credit for doing something different a decade later and not just doing another aussie album he did want to actually make a statement you know yeah but so i think i I, like like i said earlier though i think a lot of these songs were well except for a couple except for a couple like yeah under the grave is the the two of post. Yeah, um, I think they are. Uh, I think a lot of those songs were made a decade ago, and they just didn't make the album. Yeah. So I, they you were. Have, you have to look at. I look at it from the perspective of this is how classic rock albums were made back in the day. Yep. This was yep. you had a bunch of songs you put together in a semi decent order and you put it out. You didn't conceive yep. of it as a full album, and that's how this was made. It was made yeah. like you would back in the day. So you can't really judge it by, like, I don't know, the standards of a, like something that, that takes a full piece to understand. You know? Right. This isn't a concept album. This isn't – this is – he was putting out little pieces, and he eventually put it, slapped it together into an album. Like For we sure. used to do back in the, like – muddy waters days of things right but but i would like if it was just a short ep i'd like it more like i said cut out yeah i mean but i just uh i think it was it was good it was it wasn't bad but i grew up in ozzy in, in the 80s i'm an 80s baby see and my my main exposure to ozzy is actually most of the 70s work Right. Well, oh yeah, but I mean, like when I was in the '80s, they were listening to stuff from the yeah. '70s. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like we we were both born around the same time, weren't we? Maybe I don't know. It was the Midwest. It's fucking time warp. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. Like I mean, cause if you think about it, if you think about it, like such a time warp that you can go to people's houses and they'll still have the same decor from the '70s. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't see nothing wrong with it. Nope. No, and, I mean I've listened. And you wouldn't either, unless you weren't from around here. Like, I'd go to someone's house that is decked out in, like, 70 shag carpet, and just, I'd be like, ah. There are people that tell me all the time, it's like, oh, that that's, that wood paneling looks dated. I'm like, what do you mean? Huh? It's just wood paneling. They're like, yeah, right. from, like, the 70s. I'm like, no, from every house. <laughs> right. You don't right. understand. Exactly. This is, like, this is, like, normal standard, standard operating procedure yes. in the Midwest. Yeah. So, and Ozzy was part of that procedure. <laughs> Right. Um, so Ozzy and DC. I think I think the closest thing he came to making an out, anything like this in his early days probably was Mama I'm coming home. Yeah, for sure. You get a lot what of What a classic song that was. What? And Al That was. I mean, he did all he always lost steam after Brandy Rhodes died. You can't Yeah. And him reflecting on those years is the be- I think the best he could way to end his career at this point, rather yeah. than try and regurgitate it all to be like, okay, this is what happened with me. This is why I went downhill. 
this is how I feel now. Right. That's a that's a better statement than like some people who are just continuing. I don't ever want to know what's going on with poison. Do you? No. So here's the thing. Or white here's snake, the thing, like, or any of it. Here's the thing that this is this is why I gave it a, a really good rating. Is because a lot of artists in bands and stuff they once they find something that works they do it until the very end and they don't change yeah it's the same because that's the formula that works for them yeah but it's you have to be able to show growth and change and be different yeah all the time and that's what ozzy did yeah and that's why it's a six and not lower because he proved that a, you can get out of a song with someone fucking 60 years younger than you and yeah. hold your own. You can, go, you can go toe-to-toe with them. Right. And respect and, each uh, other. Like, not, right, not even... Sound, sound good, and sound, it sounds yeah. like they almost belong together. Yeah, they have a and, very similar range. Right, and then if Ozzy was talking about all of the drug abuse that he... Like, if he was still talking about being on drugs like he did before on this album... Like, he was talking about not being on drugs on this album. Yeah. If he was talking about being on drugs on this album, I would have been pissed. Like, yeah. dude, bro, Under the you're, graveyard you're, told, about you're not still doing those same drugs. Yep. Under the Graveyard, to me, is about, like, people are like, oh, it's very just him on drugs. Like, yeah, it's him, it's him telling a very specific drug story involving right. his wife. And right. It's very explicit. This isn't, oh, I did drugs back then. It's like, no, I plan to kill myself, and my wife helped me not kill myself. Right. Like, it does not make him look like a good person. It makes him no. look like a person. Well, yeah. And, and, and in some people's eyes, a shitbag person. Yeah. And an ordinary man, the reason it works is because it's it's vulnerable to be like, I'm an artist, and yeah, I kind of want people to look at me. You know? Right. Most people would not put out a song being like, yeah, I'm a bit self-absorbed. I, yeah, but I love that. I love that, too but he, most people wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I'd rather than be honest. Yeah, and this was honest. Yeah, that's... I mean, granted, it wasn't the greatest Ozzy album ever, but, dude, it, this is good. Yeah. And honesty can go a long way. Especially yeah. when you've been going this long. If you can't make something 100% different, at least put the rest of your old work in context. You know, try and work. There's work done on this, as opposed to just... It's not an assembly line album, but it does... Right. But they put some... They slap songs on there to make it longer because that's what they thought they had to do. Right. Because they, sure. they don't really understand the, the, mu- the new industry and putting out singles and stuff all the time. That is... What a great point. Like, the new industry is insane. I go to Billboard all, all the time and go, I have no idea how these charts even operate. And it's because people found loopholes in them, though. Yeah. Because you can actually get, you can actually get, like, plays off of, like, you can, people, artists are buying plays anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, which is buy, Well, you can buy anything. Right. It's just, like, guys. So... Ugh. Anyway. So, he tried something new. He did some interesting ideas. The problem had to do more with the execution and the times being different. 
Yeah. Yeah. He also, so, he also did didn't like make a gigantic embarrassed album that you'll see as a giant embarrassment later, which is what most people no. do when they hit when they do that kind of thing. Right. Like he doesn't sound like an angry old man yelling at the youth at all. No. Which is a which yeah. was what and, I was so worried about happening. Like <laughs> which what all the rappers do too. Oh, right, Mama all the Kasi has some great songs, but God damn it, Eminem, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, exactly. You sound like uh, you you sound like a white little bitch right now. You know, R- relax. Never tell him. You're I tarnishing your legacy. What? Yeah, yeah. Like there's some tarnishing your legacy. Yeah. If you don't understand it, either try to or admit you don't get it and move on. That's right, how be I like, feel. Be like, it's just not my bag and then leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You can even make a song about it. It's not my bag and leave it alone. Because he was going after rappers that never went after him. You are just going after rappers I didn't know existed. <laughs> you know? Right. That's the problem. I mean, but the thing is, is, like, I wonder if... So, here's the thing, though, about hip-hop that sucks. And I'll just make this one point. Is, like, for instance, if I was Eminem, and you are an upcoming person. Every interviewer is going to say, "Who? Who's your top five? Oh, why isn't Eminem in your top five? You just do like, "Well, I didn't really listen to him, so why?" You know, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they try and the media tries the hip hop media tries to start beefs because it's good for ratings. I mean, it, I it got so hard to Tech Nine. He literally had to make a song addressing it. <laughs> right. Uh. I feel like that is one of the few strengths of the rock industry is that icons don't have to fight each other. <laughs> exactly. We're not Ozzy does not have to fight uh fucking he doesn't have to fight Dio even though Dio's already dead. Even at the time it's like you you liked Dio's sound, okay? You liked Black when he was Black Sabbath or not? It was fine. The right. only the only thing that ever was ha- difference was Van Halen with with Sammy Hagar versus uh, David Lee Roth, and it just turns out they're both idiots. Right. And it was funny. Like, nobody, everyone's like, you guys are dicks. Right. Yeah, it's like, dude, nobody cares about this. You guys care about it more than we do. Yeah. Like, but hip-hop has that blood sport mentality that, that is toxic. Yep. And, like... Uh, it does make me worry for the future of music sometimes. You know, feel like, oh, you're, like, I don't want that element to be in all music. Right. So I feel like they try and shove that, they have, like, the pop music of, like, last decade. You're like, people are like, oh, yeah, versus Britney Spears versus whoever. It's like, why are they fighting? Right. Who like, gives who a fuck? Like, and the thing is, like, they, they didn't fight then. So why are you trading one now? We're confused. Like, we don't need the sideshow carnival freak show to go see it. Marilyn Manson was a literal sideshow freak show. He had no he didn't have to fight anybody. People just took one look at him and went We're he gonna did make one of you the, a star. <laughs> he did one of the best collaborations with a rapper though. True enough. The Omen. Ah. With DMX. Yeah. Anyway. But it's that was one of my favorite. And I'm, I'm just saying, Larry, it's like he, if you are, 
outstanding enough, it won't matter who you have beef with. Exactly. If anything, it makes your albums weaker in the end. I mean, tell me The Chronic sounds just as good today as it did when it came out. Or do you just feel like, man, I wish him and Easy e could have not, like, completely fell out? <laughs> so, and he talks about that on a song, too, right? Yeah. Like, he actually went to see Easy when he died. Yeah. And But when I listen to The Chronic or even Easy e uh, real motherfucking G's, like, yeah, those are, it's just like it's just like no Vaseline with Ice Cube though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or Ether with Nas. Like you can't change those. Like you can't, those are classic. They are but classics, but you have also rough fuck. You, these are classic fuck ups now. <laughs> well, they are, they are p- that, classic like, PR disasters. Like well, yeah, yeah, because they didn't know how to handle it until the Fifty Cent and Ja Rule thing. Then they learn how to handle it. After Biggie and Tupac got were murdered, that's when they learn how they get capitalized off of the beef in hip hop, in the competitive sport of hip hop. Yeah, because it is a competitive sport. Well, let's think. I like things like Scribble Jam. Yeah. Why couldn't Why couldn't that have been the thing as opposed to the media using it like it did? Like Scribble Jam is awesome. That was an yep. awesome thing to watch. Watching Idea in go up against guys like Brother Ali, I will do that all day. Right. I don't give a fuck, though, who who said who about whose mom, like, in the end, at the end of the day, though. Yeah, 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 I know. Like, it was like, I, I don't know. A like, lot of times, a lot of times the actual, like, hip-hop beefs, like, when it's just hip-hop beefs, when they turn deadly. Yeah. And that that's, I mean, that's a shame. Because people who have nothing to do with it, are the ones that are fighting out in the street. Yep. So, and that's that's why you gotta appreciate the old school rock where it's like, you know what? You haven't had an album in a while. We're gonna put one out. Right. We're gonna have people come with you. Everyone's gonna have a good time. Yeah, it's just like let's go have some let's party. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. I yeah. mean, we'll we'll go we'll touch on some deep subject matters, but there doesn't need to be all this drama surrounding it. And Ozzy well, has enough drama to go around. Right. But he just... So I do, have to, I do have to mention something about the Ozzy album. Um, the lyrical content of it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I put a lot of that to him getting older. Yeah. And, you know, his diagnosis. Along with, I think he was also worried about making some of it too complicated. So you think he dumbed it down? I don't think he dumbed it down as much as streamlined it. Like, Ordinary Man is simple, but if you add any complexity to it, it would kind of take away the ordinariness of it. (laughs) You know? It might be self-defeating. Like, I do think there could have been a little more detail in, like, Under the Graveyard. Uh, A lot more in Take What You Want From Me. Yeah. But... I can't say I, I can't always say more detail equals better. It does, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So but the thing with this one is, it just seems like um, I don't know though, because I'm I I'm a lyric guy, yeah, a rapper poet, so like you know spoken word guy. So I mean I, I I look for that more so than the actual music, where you look at the actual music more than you look at the lyrical uh, prowess. Yeah. You look at the whole body of work. 
Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, the the list of like I'm naming the musicians who are doing every little thing. Right. And how hard it is to make a cohesive thing and some and like I agree that some things are can be taken too simple. Yeah. Kanye should be slapped for making poopity skip to whoop. Also Kanye yeah. should just be slapped. But I don't know why he even connected the two. <laughs> but, he's running for president twenty twenty. He stepped down already. Oh, did he? He's an, uh, who knows, man? He's nuts. Uh, I thought that. Uh, I don't want to get into that aspect of that on, uh, on this show, but I want to get into that aspect with you because I think that would be interesting. Maybe. And I think I know why he did it. I have an, I have my own theories. Yeah, me too. But anyway. Um. But yeah, I, I can see if you're looking at as a lyricist, this might be a bit light. Yeah, especially if you know his old work. But if you're looking at it from everything else having to support it, I think it's it's a little light, but not over overly light. I like I said, I do not feel ripped off. As soon as you said that, you know, he well basically that he had to dumb it down for you know like because that's the thing, right? Like because if you listen to music nowadays that everybody else listens to and everybody else says it's great, it is dumbed down. Yeah. To the um degree, like they, like there's I, not much substance in music anymore. And I wouldn't say these are these are like right uh, right before I would call it dumbed down. They're lighter, but they're not dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you know, I, yeah. So it's not like it's not stupid here. It's just it's not as yeah, heavy. Right. So it's I get like, it. Like there's some songs that are like ninety percent that depth. More than song, right? In the world, like, and there's some songs that are literally nothing. So it's maybe it's also my, it is also like the dueling perspective between a lyricist and somebody. Who, I listen to a lot of stuff that literally has no lyrics. You're yeah, right, of, right. I listen to a lot of jazz. Uh, I listen to a lot of electronic arts that I will never hear their voice. <laughs> right. Exactly. So but that's your bag, man. So it's it's a little hard for me to say whether oh. having no lyrics is automatically bad. I get it. I like, get it. Would Rush's YYZ be any good if they spoke? No. Exactly. No. So What's man, the, got, a, got a question for you. What's the next album that we're doing? I forget. Because I, I lost my notebook in my move. In my, well, my almost move, but not move. I have an album I want to discuss, but I, I'd rather have your sign-off on it whenever. All right, so we'll talk about that, but what was the actual next album that we were going to do? The next one we were going to do, I think, was going It was going to be like... Well, Kevin Gates on him? Yeah, we were going to do one. We were going to do a Kevin Gates one. I didn't know right, which so I don't know what I'm, doing. I'm I'm him yet. Uh, cause, but, uh, but we should we should we should cover Kevin Gates cause, no. uh, and, tell me and, which and, one you want to do. Right, and uh, probably Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. All right. Even though, so it's all original beats. All right. But Kevin Gates called everything except for I'm him mm-hmm. a mixtape in interviews. Yeah. Because he just records music and then his team puts it together and puts it out. Yep. 
but all, right. all the short like for instance, if you listen to all of his stuff, yeah. they all kind of fit no, together. I, I like, know, you know, I know he does that. Uh, but okay, I have the Stranger Than Fiction mixtape pulled up, so that will be the next episode, and uh, I don't know when we'll record, but I, I remember feeling mixed on what I I listened to on this. Oh, it was this. Yeah, well, I mean, you just said you just said Kevin Gates, so I listened to some Kevin Gates albums. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, you think, look, before this, when we were doing Ozzy, do you know what I did before that? I listened to his 2010 album, Scream, because I wanted to be able to compare them. <laughs> right. Do, do you remember Do you remember when we did, when we did the Cash episode a couple episodes ago? Yeah. And everybody was like, I'm like, we were dreading that shit so bad. Yeah. And then it, it ended good, up being good, epic. Like you have a a heavy metal guy and a and a rap guy both going, this pop album's the shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like right. And then and then uh, what was her what was Ryan. What was name? Ryan. Ryan, who uh, who brought it to us, I was like, and he's like, he would be like the typical dude that would like actually like go buy a Kesha album and go like. Go to a Kesha concert. Yeah. And he pulled it off and it was great. Fantastic. Yep. So It was uh, good. That was that was good. That was uh that was that a was, shock. Which made us want to put more diverse stuff in. Like I am my goal for this show is to eventually get an album to get you to review an album with no lyrics. That is my eventual goal. That, that, that might take a couple seasons, brother. I understand, but you can see why it's the... I'm talking about on the highest rung. Okay? Right, right, right. Like, like I got, like, with no lyrics at all, just sound. Just because I want to... If I want... If I can get you diverse enough to do that, and you can get me lyrically enough to do certain albums, that would be the perfect, you know, evolution of the show. Yeah, for sure, because we got to grow, too. Because... And we got to diversify. We got to be like Ozzy. 